And one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red versus Blue Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. You know, it's a, it's a weird time right now in sports, Mike. I know we've got baseball starting up. Yeah. We've got the NBA going on all-star break. No football right now. And we have college basketball kind of rolling, I guess, uh, for some of us. I guess, the, you know, the big blue nation, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of a weird time. So we're going to do a little a little uh, impromptu show for the combine. We've got the combine going up. I'm going to be attending my first combine next week. And, uh yeah, we're going to do a little bit of Dynasty talk here because the Dynasty Football World Championship signups are going on. And uh, let's get to it, Mike. What's, what's, what's been going on, buddy? Hey, just uh, just college basketball pretty much, Scott. Uh, good talk to you. And I uh, hope we got uh, quite a few people uh, listening in and uh, having a good time tonight. You know, the NFL, it never stops. I mean, there's plenty to talk about with the NFL. Uh you know, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, college basketball scheme of things, and it, you know, it looks like Kentucky are. looks well. And uh, but one thing about it is uh, that guard for uh, Virginia, Justin Anderson, he went down with that uh, um, broken finger. That's going to hurt. But uh, you know, and and we got. I'm, I hate to say it, but we got NASCAR coming up in two weeks. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, so it, it's not dead. It's not totally dead, but uh, we are alive, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's not dead at all. We have already uh, released our picks for the preseason uh, for the, for NASCAR for your big draft. Those those picks are out on FFToolbox.com. You can check all that out on our NASCAR coverage. We've already released our picks for Daytona. The Daytona picks are up and out, and our number one driver for the Daytona is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth comes in at two. Clint Bowyer, uh, Bowyer or Bowyer, or however you say it, uh, he's at Bowyer. number three. And uh, and then we also have our top sleeper drivers that we've released. So you definitely want to check that out if you're if you're looking at uh, guys like Austin Dillon and, and Sam Hornish Jr. These are a couple of guys that you might want to keep your eye on. But top sleeper drivers have also been released. So yeah, there is a lot going on on NASCAR. We have uh, we've released uh, look obviously we put out uh, the Dr. Roto videos every single day on ScoutFantasy.com. I do want to mention that the the promotion is still going on for those of you listeners to Red versus Blue. Uh, you can use the promo code RedBlue3 and get you three months free for the price of one. Uh, you'll get four total months. Uh, so go to ScoutFantasy.com, click the membership benefits and subscribe now button. You'll get uh, four months for the price of one when you use the code Red Blue Three. Look, it, it gives you access to everything uh, premium and member content. What does that mean? You get access to Tommy G's daily picks in the forums and on the and on the uh, premium articles that you cannot afford to miss because uh, look, you uh, it pays for one night pays for about seven years worth of subscriptions at Scout Fantasy. 
you just play one of his tournaments and one of his lineups, and that takes care of you. You also get access to Sean Child's baseball content. If you're a fan of baseball, you Good. don't want to miss the content that Sean Child, he's the eighth-ranked player, Mike, in the world yeah, he's good. Uh, of high-stakes fantasy baseball. And he's finished in the top five four times in his career. The only player in the world to finish in the top five of the NFC four times. It's a pretty incredible accomplishment. And it's very rare that you find somebody like him that will is willing to write out his thoughts, share his thoughts on every single player, every single team. These outlooks are incredible. So if you haven't got a chance to check those out, uh, what are you waiting for? Seven ninety five a month. You get three months free. You'll, you'll, you might as well try it out and check it out and uh, get all that is going on at Scout Fantasy. But Mike, we are going to talk about. Uh, let's start off with a little bit of college basketball. I just I know this weekend should be a cakewalk for both the Cards and the Cats, right? I mean, NC State for the Cards, yep. South Carolina for the Cats. Is that what's going on tomorrow? So yeah, South Carolina. Both those games should be pretty easy. Yeah, they both should be, uh, but you, you never know. Uh, last week, uh, Come on. before Kentucky played LSU, uh, I knew that LSU was going to be a tough game. Uh, the reason I say that is because the SEC, believe it or not, is it's very underrated. All all teams in the SEC, they really scheduled tough in uh, November, December, and the first part of January. And uh, they've made things uh, easier on themselves now what's happening is they're beating each other up. But with that said, it's not a very good conference. The SEC is not a very good conference. Now, I go back, I go to the ACC and I look at uh, the ball games that are being played there with Louisville, uh, Duke, North Carolina, and, uh, and, and those teams there. And that's yep. great basketball. That's great basketball. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's all about defense. That's what I'm seeing. And uh, Virginia – North or Virginia, Louisville, Duke, and Kentucky are the four best teams in the nation. And that's, I mean, I keep hammering it down people's necks. They are the four best teams in the nation because they play great defense. They know how to do the things when it needs to get done. So, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's why I'm breaking it down as we uh, get close to March Madness. You're leaving out Gonzaga, Wisconsin, Villanova, a couple of teams that have one and two losses. They, they, I, I don't disagree they, that Duke and Virginia are up there. I'm not sure that Louisville has shooters enough, although defense. they do win with defense. They got the defense. Yeah, they do win with defense. Notre Dame is an awfully good team at 21-4. and four. Nope. True. And, uh, but but and the, way, the way I'm breaking that down, Scott, is that they just – you know, Gonzaga, yeah, I love the fact that they can score. I, I mean, they got spacing, great spacing, because it's a West Coast team and I'm able to see some of those games. But uh, the bottom line is if they go up against a Louisville defense or a Virginia defense or a Kentucky defense, no chance in crap. They're going to freak out. Yeah, I don't know about uh, the SEC being a very good conference. Uh, Tennessee played uh... – well, they played Kansas. They lost big. Uh, they played Marquette and lost big. Uh, that's the next game for the Wildcats. So, yeah, we'll see what the Tennessee does at 14-9. and nine, Gets the Wildcats on their home floor on Tuesday night. And then Wednesday night, uh, the Cardinals, I think, uh, they have a, a game uh, against Syracuse, uh, who's now on probation. Convenient that Syracuse gets probation. Oh, right I'd love to here. talk about that. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What, well, look, I mean, it's Syracuse. It's a, it's a, it's a big time school, a big time program. Getting yes. on probation, self-imposed postseason probation on a year that they probably wouldn't make the postseason anyway. I, I find that I find it awfully convenient. Well, yeah, you know, it is awful convenient. But however, you, you gotta you gotta remember, uh, Jim Beheim. I mean, he played ball there. I mean, he graduated there. He coached there as a graduate assistant, became assistant head coach, then became head coach. Uh, There was an issue there, obviously, and uh, they addressed it immediately. And even though their team wasn't that good or or, or is not that good right now, the bottom line is they went ahead and addressed it instead of uh, trying to cover some things up, try to get recruits down the road, say, hey, we screwed up. It's our deal, so we're going to own it, and uh, we're going to move forward. And Jim Baham, you know, <laughs> he, I mean, he's kind of goofball. He looks like a goofball, but he's not a goofball, man. The guy's all about it. Uh, this is the Red vs. Blue Show. We've been doing this for quite a while now, Mike. three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number if you'd like to call in and talk to Mike or Scott. We would be happy to talk to you. I'm talking to my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. And if you want to email the show, redblueradio at gmail.com or on Twitter at redblueradio, we'd be happy to take your questions. There's not a lot going on on Daily Fantasy right now. You can get you a hockey lineup, maybe an MMA lineup right now, to kind of hold you over while we wait for the NBA All-Star break uh, to take place. Uh, And so we have a little bit of talk. We can talk about the NFL draft. We can talk about the combine. This will be my first combine this year going as a, a member of Scout Media. There's four of us going, Mike. Uh, the Tim Yoder from the Minnesota Vikings, Bill Huber from the Green Bay Packers, uh, and then our Indianapolis Colts uh, correspondent, Philip Wilson from Scout, and then it's myself. And so I feel like I'm in a in a room full of experts, and then they throw me in here because I'm I live in Indianapolis. You know, it's kind of cool. Uh, but I, I'm not a writer per se, but I will be actually. Trumming up some questions to tell to ask sure. the head coaches because I'll be in the I'll be in the media section interviewing the head coaches of the NFL and asking them what they're thinking about the prospects, what they think about their new backfield situations. Maybe I can get some questions in uh, for the Chicago Bears coach and ask him what he thinks of this backfield. Uh, you know, you had some questions about uh, Matt Forte and, and potentially his his um, who's who's the kid that's backing him up now. I mean, we've got. We, there, there's there's uh, there's a lot of situations going on. And then we have the NFL uh, draft to think about. We've got Jameis Winston. We've got Marcus Mariota. Uh, we've got quarterbacks that we, we need to find a home for them. And I know people aren't too excited about Jameis Winston, but I've heard a lot of Andrew Luck comparisons to this kid, and it's shocking to hear this when I think about Jameis Winston. I don't think about Andrew Luck, but – I guess the kid with his size and strength and the ability, the timing and anticipated throws that he had in the pocket as a capable scrambler, I guess Jameis Winston is a, is a, is a target for somebody like a Tampa Bay that really needs to upgrade at the quarterback position. Absolutely, Scott. Uh, you know, the one thing about uh, Tampa Bay, they need to get through that and – Jameis Winston, as goofy as this guy can be, as silly mistakes as this guy can do, um, 
can he go through the process to get you the results? And I think he can, but there's going to be a big process to get those results. Uh, I, there's no way and no way in the world that I can compare uh, Jameis Winston to uh, uh, Andrew Luck. No way, no way that's going to happen because I don't believe it's going to happen in the NFL. However, if he grows up and and we'll see what happens, then uh, it it could be that way. But uh, it's you know Andrew Luck. I mean, he he was put into Indy and basically didn't have a whole heck of a lot to work with. No running backs and, uh, you know, Reggie Wayne, you know, which is awesome, and now T.Y. Hilton. But let's face it, Andrew Luck made himself and the Indy Colts relevant again. I don't know if Winston can do that. Uh, you know, it, it sounded like the Bucks had their sights on Mariota, and then the report came out on Thursday, yesterday, that Lovey Smith prefers Jameis Winston over Mariota. And this came from Bucks reporter Pat Yusinkas. He heard uh, that Lovey Smith would prefer that. In, in fact, Yusinkas says Smith's love for Winston is one reason why he decided to go with Dirk Cutter instead of Mark Tressman as his offensive coordinator. Tressman likes Mariota more. So, huh. yeah, and then Yusinkas wrote that if the Bucks I, are looking for the quarterback who's the most familiar with their style of offense, Winston has a big edge over the duck. I it's a it's a, it's an interesting you know a reasoning, but I don't know. I I was a big Mariota fan. I mean, I like what I saw there. Um, what what do you think when you have to when push comes to shove, Mariota or Winston? Who's going to have the better NFL career? Winston, no Winston. doubt about it. Winston, yeah, because uh, Mariota. Uh, I mean, I, I I like his game and I like the way he fit in Oregon's game, but. I just don't think he's going to be that big of an impact in the NFL. I just do not. Uh, there's too many different schemes that they run. Uh, maybe if, uh, you know, Chip Kelly wants to bring him in in Philly, they could do something different. I don't know. I'm just saying. But uh, um, it just doesn't fit. Mariota just he doesn't fit in the NFL to me. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you can get up to speed with all of the NFL drafts. Matter of fact, you can make your own NFL mock draft. You go to fftoolbox.com, click on the NFL draft button, and you can create your own mock draft. Mike, there's already hundreds and if not thousands of mocks from our users that have yep. uh, posted. I'm, I'm looking at one right now, the newest user mock that we had that hit uh, roughly about 30 minutes ago from a user uh, Joey, Joey's mock draft, his pre-combine mock draft round one, has Jameis Winston going to Tampa Bay. Uh, then you come down uh, to Marcus Mariota actually going to Washington. I can't imagine that Oakland, Oakland Jacksonville, Tennessee would pass on a quarterback. So I, I can't give that mock uh, a lot of love. But what you about- can go to our Scout Fantasy or our Scout.com mock drafts and get some expert opinion from some of the best in the business. And, uh, and and figure out where these guys are going. It's uh, that we have already. Well, I think we're on our ninth mock draft, and we're not even to the combine yet. Well, and you know that's good. That's good. You know, get the homework in and uh, figure out who's gonna who you think's gonna go where. But uh, you know, don't don't uh, fall asleep on uh, Bryce Petty and uh, Brett Hundley, especially. Ooh. 
coming out with it. Come on, Mike, come up with it today. You come, you can throw some names out there that a lot of listeners yeah, uh, may I'll not Yeah, I'll tell you know. what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I've been watching uh, Brett Hundley for quite a while for UCLA. Uh, Jim Moore, he's got he's got this kid ready for the NFL. And uh, Bryce Petty, we saw enough for him, in Baylor. That enough said. Hmm. Mm, okay. Well, look, uh, there there's a lot of there's a lot there. If you go to Scout uh, or FF Toolbox, lots of stuff to uh, take advantage of and, and check out with the NFL mock drafts that we have already done. Uh, again, I told you that I'm going to the Combine this week. I would love to get my hands uh, on an interview with John Fox, ask him about Matt Forte, what does he see with uh, Kadeem oh, yeah. Carey potentially getting some more work. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, but this, this, this Combine, there's, there's a, a total of 44 receivers invited to the Combine. Bill Huber already has his Combine research article up on uh, Scout. And you can check that out. And Mike, there's names that I want to run by you because in Dynasty, it's all about the uh, the rookies and the rookie draft. And yep. when I look at this top of this round, a lot of people are putting Amari Cooper up there in that top three. There's kind of an undisputed top three in the in fantasy Dynasty leagues. Uh, Amari yep. Cooper, wide receiver, Todd Gurley, the Georgia running back, and then the beast from Wisconsin, Melvin Gordon. Um, Three players there that are all kind of interchangeable depending on which one you think has higher upside. Some are comparing Amari Cooper to a smallish, a smallish playmaking Megatron, which is kind of um, egregious to, to compare anybody to Megatron. But Amari Cooper made some plays in college. And in that offense, you don't see a lot of big playmaking wide receivers come out of that offense. It's, it's, it's not really designed for that. But Amari Cooper had a heck of a career uh, in Oklahoma. So what do you, what do you think about Amari Cooper, Melvin Gordon, and Todd Gurley? If you had the top, a top three pick, what are you doing with it? Wow. That, that that's a good one. Uh, I would probably go with, uh, whoo, that's tough. Uh, I'd probably go with, uh, the running back, uh, Gordon. I like his Gordon. running style. I like the way he, I, I mean, he's a, he's a beast, uh, running, uh, uh, North South. I mean, he, he just, He's he's a bruiser. Uh, Gurley, no way I, I can't touch right now. There's no way I can touch Gurley. He's going to be awesome, but uh, he's going to have to show me without injury. Uh, Amari Cooper, <laughs> wow, are you kidding me? The guy, I mean, he's he's six one, two ten, but uh, you know, I mean, he's got a ton of a ton of ability. So, uh, you know, right now I would go with uh, Melvin Gordon. So it also depends on where you think these players will end up, right? I mean, you, you uh, sometimes sometimes you'd like to see the the player uh, in the better situation, um, and that has a lot to do with the. Uh, but but then again, in dynasty, you're supposed to you're supposed to uh, not pay as much attention to where they're at and try to try to draft right. based on the the highest skill player. And Gurley, if we're just looking at you know who the most skilled player is in the in the uh in college football is probably Todd Gurley. Uh 16% of the time yeah. in our mock drafts Todd Gurley is selected by Baltimore. So uh Baltimore 16% of the time, Seattle 16% of the time, Dallas 12% of the time and New England 12%. Now it's interesting about Seattle because you would think that maybe Robert Turbin or Christine Michael is the story there, but you would think they're kind of set that they would probably 
they'd be better served by taking a big playmaking wide receiver. It seems like that's what Russell Wilson needs to me. Uh, but right now, Baltimore is the favorite to draft Todd Gurley, according to FF Toolbox mock drafts. Um, if if huh. Gurley lands in, if, if Gurley were to land in Baltimore, and then we go with Melvin Gordon, and let's say Melvin Gordon, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his name here. I'm gonna do a, a prospect profile search. We pull up Melvin Gordon. And his top destination, <laughs> interesting, also Baltimore, 24% have Baltimore selecting Melvin Gordon. So, look, it's obvious that Baltimore would like one of those young studs. If they had a stud like Gordon or Gurley, who knows what that offense could do. Now, Forsett did great, but we know kind of what Forsett is, right? He's kind of a journeyman, pedestrian player, but he looks good. At the end of the year, Forsett is convincing uh, to a lot of players. But I don't know if he's convincing to the dynasty players, or to the NFL execs when it comes no, to draft no. day if Gordon or Gurley are there. Yeah. You know, I don't think uh, Forsett is, uh, you know, he's not, he's not going to be enticing to the dynasty player uh, uh, in a redraft this year. Absolutely, he's going to be enticing. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to be jumping on that bandwagon uh, because, I mean, he showed what he can do. And to be honest with you, I, I could be one of them. And yeah, I mean, I mean, he's shown the ability to run between the tackles, and he's shown uh, the ability to go uh, north, south, and east and west. I mean, Forsett showed me a lot this year. He did, but there's not a lot of value and not a lot of faith in the dining community, like you said. Uh, Amari Cooper is projected to go to the Raiders 50% of the time, the Jets 24% of the time. Uh, 97% of, of mock drafters, you put Amari Cooper in their first round, which is they better. He's a top five pick, top top 10, no worse than top 10. But it, I imagine that, that Cooper will be a top five pick. Oakland, 50% of the time. The Jets, 24% of the time. One of those two teams represents 74% of the FF Toolbox user mocks. It's 6-1, 2 13% of the time to St. Louis, 8% of the time to the Cleveland Browns. Who, who have stood by their man, Josh Gordon. They have nothing to lose. They might as well hang on to this knucklehead. Yeah. Uh, but if he's drafted to Oakland or to the Jets, you got to put the running backs up in front of Amari Cooper. That's just the way it is. I mean, I can't, I can't see him being a star in Oakland or in New York in either of those offenses, although Oakland, I would say he has a better shot at being. Jets have always had a ground-and-pound style. I don't think they're going to lose that anywhere. Um. So, I, Amari Cooper in Oakland, do you like that situation? Would you would he be the consensus no. number three pick for you if uh, if that's where he ended up because you already taking Gordon and Gurley in front of him? Is he the consensus number three at that point? No, uh, Oakland would uh, I would think uh, at that point they would trade down, but they never do. But I would I would trade down at that point, give up that three spot, and uh, go ahead and grab a couple of uh, picks at uh, say. Six, seven, and eight, because I mean, you've got wide receivers like uh, Devontae Parker, Kevin White. Uh, you know, they're just waiting in the wing, and you can go ahead and get those instead of uh, taking that chance on Amari Cooper. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm just looking. I'm pulling up the uh, the very early rookie rankings here. Uh, da, 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 and I pull up um, this Kevin White. This Kevin White for what? Scott, this Kevin White yeah. for Virginia or West Virginia. Okay. I mean, he is totally impressive. I mean, I, yeah. I, I just 
caught some uh, a little bit earlier. Six three, got a great size, uh, just like Devontae Parker, who is right with him in that class. I mean, six three, uh, both about two ten, uh, and they are solid guys that have been there. Uh, they went through the college ranks, and it's their time to shine. And they're gonna they're gonna shine quicker than some of these other kids. I I, I think they'll shine quicker than. Yeah, uh, I won't say uh, Mari Cooper because he's special, but uh, they. I mean. They'll be ahead of the game. Let's just put it that way. You know, there has been a lot of uh, rising love for this Kevin White kid out of Virginia, uh, West Virginia, right? So um, yep. it was his senior year, right? He stayed in. His junior right. season was good. It wasn't great. They kind of they were similar to his sophomore sophomore numbers, thirty five catches. But then his senior year, his production skyrocketed. One hundred nine receptions, fourteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns. And he's been climbing the draft board ever since. Amari Cooper was a lock for to be the first receiver taken in the draft. But now there are – I have seen some mocks where he has been above Amari Cooper, interesting enough. I, I mean, look, yep. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, Oakland. They always go for speed. You know, they always take that speed guy. Uh, but the NFL comparison for him is DeAndre Hopkins. And that, that was according to um, – Bleacher Report's NFL lead writer, uh, Matt Miller. So uh, DeAndre Hopkins, even though he's a lot taller, uh, the way he attacks the ball. And yeah. yeah, could you see him go to Tennessee? Tennessee needs some help. It seems like every year they're plagued by receivers that have a lot of hype, but they never get it done. Well, Tennessee needs to build from within. I mean, why would you uh, – I, I can't see them drafting a wide receiver when you really don't have a solid quarterback to throw it to you. Uh, they, they've got, they've got to find a way to, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think they have a bad offensive line, but they got to build from within and they, they got to start with the lines and then move out from there. So, uh, to go ahead and, uh, grab a a wide receiver is that's going to set them up for fail. It's going to, it's going to make a bad situation. Our very own Nick Pasto, uh, this is Scott Atkins, by the way, Michael Tran from Red vs. Blue, bringing you uh, every Friday night, Friday night football, and we're talking dynasty football, NFL draft, scouting combine, all the good stuff that is going to hold us over <laughs> to get us to a point where we can actually start to have some drafts. And, and by the way, if you're interested in the dynasty football world championship, we are taking our renewals right now. Uh, people are signing up and renewing their team, but there's also some orphans. Every year, we have about 10% of our, of our owners, of our teams, either decide that Dynasty is not for them or they just flat-out bail. You know how you, know, you always have somebody bail in a Dynasty league. They don't do such a good job, or they maybe they're just not that cut out for it. They're not cut out for trading in the hardcore. They feel like they're, they're falling a step behind. Uh, we have that every year. And there's always about a 10% clip, Mike, that you have to orphan. Yep. Those teams are orphans, and they're looking for new homes. They're looking for new parents to come in. So if you go to the message boards at Scout Fantasy and you click on the, the forums, you'll find a dynasty thread there, and you can click on the orphan teams that are available. There's some good teams out there. There's some teams that are ready to rebuild with three rookie picks in the first round, and those are the way to do it. Uh, so go ahead and if you, you know want to jump into the Dynasty World Championship, taking over an orphan is the quickest way to do it because the trade season opens up on Monday. Sure, Scott, and you know what? And uh, you you put me onto that uh, years and years ago. It's a fun way to do it, though. You know, just kind of uh, grab that team that's yours. Yeah, it might kind of stink from the word go, but 
you own it. It's, you're the GM, and, and it's the fun part about it. And next thing you know, you can build something. It, that's a challenge that, that you're going to uh, uh, take upon is to grab that team and see what you can do with it. And within three years, you can look at everybody and say, you know what, I made something out of it. And it, it's a great feeling. I'm I'm excited about um, the running backs. We have a we have an article coming out by our very own Nick Pasto, East Bay Funk. And if you know uh, if you've been around the message boards for any length of time, you've heard the name East Bay Funk. He always does the uh, the preseason previews of the rookie talent coming in, and, and it's always a great read to get get the juices flowing. And so that'll be happening pre combine, post combine. Those will be coming out. Uh, and the two names, again, at the top of the list are Melvin Gordon and Josh, uh, Josh, Todd Gurley. And to figure out yeah. how to separate those two, it's going to be very hard because Gurley was the guy, right? Gurley was the guy that we had on the cover of our scout magazine yep. as the future Adrian Peterson-type player. The injuries that he's ran into have really brought him down a notch. And, and Mayock has noted that, you know, whether he slides out of the first round or not, it's going to come down to how teams look at his medical history. But Gordon – is a pretty safe bet to go in that first round. He rushed for 2,500 yards, 29 touchdowns in the Big Ten. Uh, Gurley rushed for 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns in 2012. It was his only complete season. You know, in 13 and 14, he didn't finish. He didn't finish the year. So, well, uh, there are a couple of other yeah. running backs, Mike, that everybody wants to talk about. Nebraska's Amir Abdullah looked fantastic this year. Indiana's own Tevin Coleman, and then Miami's Duke Johnson. I own Mike. I own Duke Johnson in a developmental league. In a Debbie league, and, I, and I'm curious uh, what the combine is going to really separate these guys. Do you think you know Duke Johnson from Miami? Do you think this guy can yeah. hold up to an NFL wear and tear because he doesn't have that mold of being able to hold up? But I would love to see. He's a heck of a player. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, he he kind of reminds me of uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, Emmett Smith was five uh, nine, about that size. Because let's face it, Duke Johnson's five nine and he's very small uh, by comparison. And uh, you know, when Dallas first drafted Emmett Smith, I was like, "Oh my God, he's too small." Of course, Emmett went to Florida, but uh, Duke Johnson has moves, skills, and uh, what it takes. I mean, he really does. So, if you know, I, I'm, I'm a believer in Duke Johnson. Uh, I'm a I don't know. The, T.J. Yeldon just does something for me. I, I, I guess it's uh, SEC. But, uh, you know, uh, bottom line is Duke Johnson is going to be perfect and fine, even though he's 5'9". Perfect and five. Perfect and fine, even though he's 5'9". How about that? There you go. The other back, uh, my neighbor, uh, next-door neighbor, is a big Nebraska fan, and he talked up Amir Abdullah all year long. And I finally got a chance to watch this kid this year. Very mm-hmm. impressed with Amir Abdullah. 5'8", 198 pounds. You talk about short, but at 198 yeah. pounds, the size should not yeah. be a concern. He ran for a combined 3,300 yards and 28 touchdowns in his final two seasons. Uh, his final two seasons. Runs with power and 72 receptions in the final three years. So he didn't only carry yeah. a, a heavy workload. He's a feature back three-down type of back, and reminds me of Ray Rice because he's, he's that short, stocky, running back mold that Low can to the really ground. get it done. Yeah, I really like this kid. Uh-huh. The third back you know, and, that, and, and Scott, you just brought up a great point. 
these backs, we need to figure out which of these backs are they're better out of the back or uh, catching the ball out of the backfield receptions. Right. Which right. ones are they? And you know, the, you just brought up a great point that I you know failed to even realize when I'm going down the list of uh, Abdullah, Ajay, uh, Johnson, uh, Tevin Coleman, Yeldon, Davis Cobb. You know, David Johnson. You know, that's what you have to realize because now they're in the NFL. Yeah. The other, uh, the other kid, uh, a J, right? J and J. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, what do you think about this kid? Because Boise State, uh, my my good friend Ryan McDowell, who I, I value his opinion tremendously as a dynasty, uh, as a dynasty prospecting uh, player, he has J and J ranked as his number three running back on the board. And there, there, there's some there's some things to like about this. A lot of burst to go along with power. Big, strong, mini Lynch style. Um, very solid all-around running back, could become a committee back from day one. He doesn't seem like he's the guy to, like, lead the team, but he could be, you know, the, look, there's lots of good backs in here that are, are committees. I mean, you can't all be DeMarco Murray and Marshawn Lynch. But, you know, speaking of that, Mike, I want to bring right. this up. This was a topic point that I thought you would really enjoy talking about. Because well, didn't this you know, year sort of, wasn't this year sort of like the renaissance for running backs back to – some guys that can really get it done. We haven't seen a DeMarco Murray type performance in a while and seeing right. him and Lynch and then the way the Super Bowl ended where it should have went to the running back. This is kind of the year yeah. that running back kind of stuck their chest out and said, Hey, you want to win games, get you a good running back. Well, you know, I think there's a lot of teams that are starting to realize that the uh, running back position is, uh, it's valuable. It's important. And you have to have that. And there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league. Aaron Rodgers and uh, Tony Romo and Russell Wilson, they're they're going, hey, now, I, I'm, I'm tired of getting beat up all the time. Hell, yeah, I want to run him back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, it's a position that I thought was lost, but it's not lost anymore. You have to have that running back. You have to have the Eddie Lacy, for instance, yeah. at, at Green Bay. So, you have to have that position. Um, as far as uh, – JJ, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not sold on him because the only reason I say that is Boise State. They put out a lot of good teams, but I don't see too many Boise State running backs, position players, wide receivers that are that are making an impact in the in in the NFL. Yeah, but the, it's a growing program, and the program has grown leaps and bounds, and sometimes it takes a while. So I'm not going to hold that against JJ just because he went to Boise State. But it is something to think about. Pedigree is important. It's one of the it's one of the things you have to look at. I think it's a very deep running back class. I'm going to enjoy taking, with all of the wide receivers that we're going to talk about, when you think about Gurley, Gordon, Ajay, Tevin Coleman, who's from Indiana, and an excellent, excellent player rising on boards. A lot of people have him as the number three back. There's a real competition to be number three. You're at Jay Ajay, Tevin Coleman, Duke Johnson. Some even say T.J. Yeldon. I think Amir Abdullah could be the number three. And there's another guy that I'm, I'm really Lampert. high on that I drafted in my developmental league. It's Mike Davis from South Carolina. Played in the SEC, had an excellent season last year. Yep. The year before was even better, to be honest with you. But South Carolina had its offensive line issues. I watched as many South Carolina games as I could to watch Mike Davis because I think he could be a prototypical pro. 5'9", 215, runs a four five forty. He's got everything you kind of want. 
And, uh, I, again, you I know, think he could be that kind of sleeper second-round dynasty pick that uh, you, you walk away with on draft day saying, you know what, I've got a good prospect here. And in a year or two, he could be the man somewhere. He could be a, he could be a feature back. You know what, Scott? You know, that's going to be a lot of fun for you at the Combine because uh, I, I believe in Mike Davis, but I also believe in a guy like uh, Jeremy Langford, who is uh, slated about another – 30 spots down. So I would, I would like to see the, uh, the comparison between, uh, between Mike Davis and, uh, Jeremy Langford from Michigan state, uh, Jeremy Langford, uh, six foot two eleven, two eleven, 11 and, uh, Davis five, nine, two twenty three. Mike Davis is a bruiser, but, uh, Jeremy Langford, uh, let's see what kind of, uh, see what kind of 40s he run. Uh, you know, that, that, that's gotta be fun for you. That'd be it. I mean, that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, he was invited to the combine. He is going to be there. And by the way, the newest, the, the latest numbers on Mike Davis have him at five ten two thirty three. Big big boy. So wow. and, and three year three year career twenty four hundred yards. He's considered the ninth best running back in the class behind you know the guys that we've already talked about. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It is going to be a lot of fun. I'll put that on yeah. there. Langford and Mike Davis. I I am definitely. Uh, all about uh, looking at, uh, at at all these guys. Didn't you, when you go to the wide receivers, Mike, uh, again, it seems like it has been loaded. It's been um, – there's nothing that's going to compete with this year's rookie class in the NFL. We had the oh, yeah. best year we've probably ever seen. So let's cool those jets a, a little bit. But there's a couple of guys we've already mentioned. Amari Cooper, Kevin White, we've mentioned those two guys. Devontae uh-huh. Parker from Louisville will be very interesting to watch. He is a lot of people's number two uh, wide receiver in this class. Uh, again, Kevin White is a lot of people's number two. Doriel Green Beckham was the consensus number one wide receiver going into his troubled year, uh, but he has since slipped uh, from Missouri. Didn't have the year, but he's the 6'5", 220, prototypical stud Terrell Owen-type wide receiver here. And then you have Devin Funches, the tight end converted to wide receiver from Love Michigan, him. another 6'5", 230-pound player who, uh, again, is going to play as a wide receiver in the National Football League, not a tight end. So for those of you uh, thinking about that. So Kevin White, Devontae <laughs> Parker, Doriel Green Beckham, Devin Funches, Mike, which one of those is standing out in the crowd for you? I know you brought up Kevin White. Of the other three, who's next? Uh, Devontae Parker, no question about it. Uh, you know he, he's a little bit light in the uh, in the weight, but uh, he's got he's got a nose for the ball. He's got perfect size at six three. I've watched enough of him to. I mean, he just blew my mind in some of these games last year, Scott. I mean, the kid was incredible. A nose for the ball. He he's just got that. He's got it. He's got that instinct. And uh, you know, if he can put on a few few more pounds, I mean, he just reminds me a little bit of Megatron. Just put on a little bit, few more pounds, and just that way he can just push them off, push them off, push them off, and get that separation between him and the cornerback uh, uh, and safety, whatever. He's gold. I love my boy Devontae Parker. I hope he lands in a very good situation. Uh, Doyle Green Beckham, 6'5", maybe now 6'6". I don't even know if he's done growing yet. 
Uh, you know, he has the size to be a really good NFL receiver, uh, but he has the speed and hands as well. He has a little bit of everything. They've used the name A.J. Green when describing Green Beckham's up, upside. And wow. Look, maybe that's hyperbole, as my boy, uh, as, our, as our good friend Brett Talley says, but the upside is why there's a small chance that somebody might take a shot on him at the end of the first round. And if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you need a big wide receiver that you haven't had since Sidney Rice and he didn't really do it either, he would make that offense just exactly what they need. They need a speed guy. They've got, I mean, they've got, they need the size guy that can go up and get the ball. They've got all the speed in the world. The Hawks got all the speed in the world and Jermaine Karras and, and these other kids, uh, Doug Baldwin, a nice possession type of receiver. But you put Doyle Green Beckham on the field, now things are getting interesting. Now, now you're getting interesting, and 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 I think that could be the pick that Seattle takes. Some other players that have been considered by Seattle: Sammy Coates, uh, another kid from Auburn, six one, not as not as big and physical as Doyle Green Beckham. And then you have Jalen Strong, the uh, ASU wide receiver, six four, two oh five. Mike, there's a lot. There's a light, lot to like here at the wide receiver position. I'm a little higher, I think, yep. on the running back position this year, but there is a lot to like at this wide receiver group. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. And you know, you have to get uh, you have to get excited about the wide receiver group because, uh, well, it's a it's a wide receiver heavy league, and uh, you know, it, it, you, you go deep and deep and deep. I mean, Justin Hardy. I mean, just keep on going and. Uh, you're going to find someone out there that's going to uh, fill in uh, for your team, whether it's a redraft or a dynasty. I mean, they're all going to fit. Uh, okay. I'm uh, just doing a little bit of maintenance here. It's good to have everybody here on the Red vs. Blue show. Uh, we've done a little bit of combine talk. Let's, let's jump to a little bit of NFL before we just – We've got to give the NFL its due. Peyton Manning says he wants to get playing. Chris Mortensen said he informed the Broncos he's physically and mentally prepared to play football at a significant level in 2015. Look, you come back to Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, you're going to have a heck of a year, and there's no reason to think that you're not the number one, if not you know, number two, maybe number three quarterback in fantasy drafts across America starting as early as next month if you're playing at Scout Fantasy. Uh, where do you play Mike? Is it behind Luck and Rogers, and then he's the the clear number, or, or is he is he there with Drew Brees ahead of Drew Brees? Where do you have it? Who Peyton? Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to touch Peyton. Oh really? I'm not going to touch all, him at all. No. Not, not feeling. Not feeling a uh, little little Peyton Manning. You're off the Peyton Manning train. No. Why would they have a? Uh, why would they have a discussion? Just a couple of days ago, about their direction, there there shouldn't be a discussion well, about their just, direction. They just want to know. They just want to know. They just want to know, and it's always it's always Peyton's decision, you know. Peyton, always, pa- Peyton's going to play. Peyton's going to play. Does Elway want him? That's a question I'm asking. I mean, does Elway really want him on that team right now? I mean, they cleaned house. They cleaned house with coaches, offensive coordinator. I mean, they did a lot of things that are kind of, uh, I don't know, out of the box. And uh, does Peyton want to go through that? Well, look, uh, he obviously had some injuries. Yeah, look, obviously he had some injuries. Uh, 
but you know, where are you going to take? Uh, he has to be somewhere around there. I look, I I, I would take, I, I would definitely take, you know, the Aaron Rodgers and the Andrew Luck uh, before Peyton. Uh, that what about Russell Wilson? To, the first two are going off the board early, right? You're taking Rodgers, right. you're taking Luck as early as you can, probably as early as the third round, uh, if not a little sooner, based on Luck how significantly strong they were. Then you're Luck thinking Rogers. somewhere in the fourth round, yeah, fourth fourth or fifth round, you're thinking Breeze, Manning. I, I I agree with you. Wilson's right there, maybe maybe ahead of Manning. After that, it kind of slows down. I don't think you'll start to see a quarterback then go until probably right. seventh, eighth round in most FFWC drafts. They're going to fall. You're going to see yeah. Stafford, Brady, Cam Newton. Uh, but, I mean, that, now you're into the Tony Romo, Ben Roethlisberger range. I think Roethlisberger is not, is is too disrespected. Uh, he should get uh, the weapons he has and the way they open up the offense. But then you got well, Ryan shoot, and I mean, You know, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a slow go at that point. What do you think that uh, do you think that Peyton Manning had anything to do with uh, the hiring of uh, Kubiak or? Uh, I, I don't. I, I, I haven't understood the situation that's going on in Denver, and that's why I'm concerned about. I'm not concerned, but that's why I'm wondering if Peyton Manning is going to be back in Denver. I'm going to be straight up honest. All right. Let it be known, Mike. Mike has questions. Uh, we have a question in the chat room from Championship Ron A. Bryson, AJ Man. Good to have you here. Any pre-combine bus anyone is thinking to help dynasty owners? Ooh, uh, I'm going to say Stephon Diggs from Maryland. He was the number two receiver in the nation coming out of high school, could have played anywhere. He chose to stay at home. And uh, Look, he was a star uh, with the Terps. Okay. You know, he, was a, he was a star with the Terps. He was uh, an honorable mention as all ACC as a software. He missed the final six games, the broken leg. Uh, as a freshman, he ranked eighth in the nation in all-purpose yards. But there's always um, there's always the knucklehead factor, always a knucklehead factor, and I'm and I'm on the lookout for it. I am I am so overly cautious after what we've seen with Manziel. Uh, and I told and, and look, I, yeah. if you didn't listen to me with the Manziel, then you you know what you you, you shouldn't even be listening to Reverend because I told you joke. that Manziel was a bust. And, and just trust me on that. It's going to continue. Josh Gordon, I should have listened to my own advice when I'm sitting across the draft table from one of the high-stakes best, Jason Kahn, lives in the Cleveland area, went out and yeah, partied with him after, after his suspension, guys. They were traveling at like 4 a.m. in the morning. He was driving his car like 150 miles an hour. Jason was like, he's a total knucklehead. He'll never learn. And here I am sitting with Gordon and my dynasty team, and I can't trade him away because I feel like, oh, my God, those, those big weeks. Guess what? I am looking for the first big game out of Gordon, and I'm selling as fast as I can. And I'm looking for any player like that. And so if you have a knucklehead history, I'm not touching you with a 10-foot pole. Exactly. So that's that's why I'm staying away. And when the Big Ten suspended Stephon Diggs um, uh, for refusing to shake the hands of – 
the Penn State teammate, uh, the Penn State players following the coin toss. Uh, is that is that a big knucklehead? No, but it's the small little thing that I'm hanging my hat on saying there's something wrong with that kid. <laughs> there's, there's something wrong. I, right. I, I got one for you, Scott. Uh, that maybe it might help him out. Uh, I love uh, Brashad Perryman. He's out of Central Florida. They love to throw the ball. They love to okay. throw the ball. He's six foot two, two fourteen. I mean, we, we're talking about a huge guy that uh, doesn't mind, and he can he can run. And we'll see what happens in the combine. Uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of the combine, uh, if you could write this name down, uh, Brashad Perryman out of Central Florida, wide receiver. Uh, I'd like to see what he does, and I'll be checking in on him. And uh, he's projected to go uh, late third, but he could be, uh, you know, anybody comes out of Central Florida as a wide receiver, I feel good about so we're going to get to the mock rookie draft. Uh, if you look at the scout fantasy or the scout pre-draft rankings, uh, if you went off of those, the, the order would be number one, Amari Cooper, number two, Melvin Gordon, number three, Devontae Parker, number four, Kevin White, number five, Todd Gurley. Gosh, it's just so, it's so low for a player that was going yeah. to be game-changing. But he has a significant yep. risk with those injuries. Number six, Doyle Green Beckham. Number seven, Jalen Strong. Number eight, Devin Smith, the wide receiver. Number nine, wide receiver Sammy Coates. Number 10, wide receiver Devin Funches. Number 11, the tight end that we haven't talked about, Max Williams. And then number 12, Tevin Coleman. So if you look at that, Mike, eight of the top 12 picks, according to scout.com's pre-draft rankings, offensively, are wide receivers. It's another good year for wide receivers. I just like the running back class. I think Duke Johnson has potential, Amir Abdullah, TJ Yeldon. I think they'll get their love from the Dynasty Football World Championship community after we find out where they're drafted. Uh, And, look, they'll probably be sitting behind some teams. And who really needs running backs right now? Well, I'll tell you one team, uh, the Buffalo Bills. I mean, unless you're yeah. sold that uh, C.J. Spiller is the answer, uh, Fred Jackson is – I mean, he's going to be 40 or, or something, right? Uh, they need a running back. I would say that Miami is pretty safe with Lamar Miller, wouldn't you? Do, I don't think they need to look anywhere else. Lamar Miller showed me enough that says this kid is the real deal. Well, i tell you, I tell you what's happened at the running back position, and it seems to me in the last couple of years is uh, there's just not enough development. There, you know, there's a kid that's brought in, and okay, well, you're you're going to be a running back, and this and that. Well, when you're a wide receiver, well, you know, you got you got your wide receiver one, your wide receiver two, you got slot, this and that. You, you're able to learn from different positions at wide receiver. At running back, hey, this is your spot. This is it. And uh, yeah, the there's not enough de- development room. No, the game's changing to a running back by committee league. No no quarterback or no coach wants to put so much burden on one running back and, and have your whole team built around that. But uh I am I am I do think that again there is a little bit of a resurgence here at the running back position and I it'll be too. it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh look, uh Le'Veon Bell, DeMarco Murray, Matt Forte, Jamal Charles, Eddie Lacy. By the way, I just want to give a shout-out. If, if you're not listening to the Scout Fantasy Show on SiriusXM, you really should. Get you a Sirius subscription. Listen online. 
it's a great tool. You can listen on your phone with a set of earbuds. You can listen uh, and just anywhere you go if you want. You can listen to it in your car. But the Tommy G and Dr. Roto show every night, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can listen to it if you're up late like me. Uh, it, it's on every single night, and you can Good listen deal. to the replay on demand. You can you can listen to it on demand at any time you want. Uh, but they had Bill Huber on from the Green Bay Packers at Scout at uh, the Scout Green Bay Packers uh, expert, and in the playoff game. Bill Huber was on the serious show. And you know what? And this is the kind of depth of information that I just want to give you an example of what's available at scoutfantasy.com when you subscribe and become a member. But he was on and he said, look, I have a fear. And this is the game that the Packers played uh, in their game against the Cowboys. And um, he said, I was it the Cowboys or was it the, uh, the championship game against the, uh, the Seahawks? It was against the Seahawks. No, I'm sorry. It was against the, it was against the Cowboys. I'm sorry because it was in Green Bay. It was in Lambeau. It was a cold game. And he right. said, yeah. "I got to tell you that that um, Eddie Lacy has asthma, a uh, cold induced asthma in the cold weather. And you want to be careful because he might not play a complete game. And what happened at the end of that game in the second half? He was sitting on the sidelines, and James Stars was getting all the action. And everybody was wondering. All the announcers they kept saying, "What? What? Where is Eddie Lacy?" I'm like, "Well, if you had Bill Huber." Uh, a, a Packers expert in the locker room, in the locker room on the field, an expert correspondent like Bill Huber, you would have known that there was a risk to Eddie Lacy not finishing that game. I mean, that like that kind of information really impressed me. That's what I think gives Scout just a little bit of an edge. It gives us a little bit of a difference. Everybody has fantasy experts, right? But when you have right. the depth of the network that Scout does, I think it just gives us a little bit of an edge. And that's all you really want as a fantasy player because there's so much well, information out there. You need that little bit of an edge to kind of put you over the top. Yeah, just that, just that information right there it tells me that, uh, you know, I love Eddie Lacy as a running back, but uh, does that make me question, uh, <laughs> yeah. you well, know, come cold draft next year? Yeah. Lambeau, it's cold yeah. in Green Lambeau, yeah, for sure. I mean, Absolutely. I hear that, and I'm like, I, I think I'd probably rather just play it safe with my LaShawn McCoy and just go home and not have to worry about it because I know McCoy's going to yeah. be on the field. I can't wait to find out what Philly does uh, for a quarterback, Mike. I really want to see what Chip Kelly Oh, my gosh. I, that, that's going to be crazy. He needs one. He needs one. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for, Ke- for Kelly to get his, uh, get his quarterback, and that would make things really interesting for fantasy players everywhere. Uh, okay, so we've got the combine. We've got the NFL draft. We've got the Dynasty Football World Championship. We've got Ahmad Bradshaw excited for a little Mary Jane possession. And it's not legal yet in Indiana. I know it's legal uh, in Denver and in, in Colorado. It's legal in Washington. Uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's sweeping the nation. It's just taking its time here in well, the Midwest. Well, it should. It's just twi- cool. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't do it, but uh, <laughs> why not? What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, really? Yeah, just don't uh, just don't drive with it in. Uh, he got two counts of drug possession with it being in his car. He was pulled over during a traffic stop. Now the question is this: Why did they find it? What kind of you know if if you if you have it on you? I mean, are you out driving, smoking weed? I don't think that's look. That, he that's must have been. Cool, well, he probably was in a bad situation at a bad time. Nothing good ever happens after midnight, so it was probably after midnight, wasn't it? 
you got to be a little careful with that if, if that's what you're going to yeah. do. Uh, the, the Minnesota Vikings continue to openly support Adrian Peterson's return. The Vikings CEO, Kevin Warren, stated Thursday, yesterday, the club would welcome back suspended running back Adrian Peterson with open arms once he's reinstated. Now, that's interesting. Well, I'm glad you I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Scott. We got uh, a couple more minutes left. Uh, yep. This is going to really open the door up for the Dallas Cowboys. They're, they, they're going to re-sign Dez. We got that. Uh, DeMarco, I'm not so sure. He has to understand that he, he's got a window there up until he's 30. So does he want to stay with a smaller payroll? Understanding that the logo, his jerseys, and everything else is going to bring a lot of money. Or does he bail? Because if he does, Adrian Peterson is going to be a cowboy. I don't want to talk about Adrian Peterson. I just brought it up. Steven Jackson, 31, <laughs> expected to be released by the Falcons. Uh, that probably puts Devontae Freeman in the lead spot for the lead feature back option right now. Devontae Freeman, a little undersized, but he has an opportunity now to be the guy. I know everybody drafted him to be the guy this year, but he wasn't ready, and Steven Jackson was still there. But now they're releasing Stephen Jackson. They're kind of done with that experiment. And they think Devontae Freeman can carry the load. And then you got the Le'Veon Bell story that came out this week, Mike. To get, he's going to get a two-game suspension. He's going to be suspended for the yep. first two weeks of the year. The question I have yep. for you is this. If you have the number one pick, are you taking Le'Veon Bell? Ooh, boy, I, you know, when I saw that suspension come down, I was like, man, I bailed on people that uh, have done that shit before or done that crap before. Uh, man, Le'Veon Bell is a special back. I would probably draft him. I absolutely would. All right, it sounds good. And then, look, Mike, there, we're also going to do next week uh, predictions for the first game. I want you to be thinking about that and all of you uh, followers and listeners at home. Who's going to be that first game and who's going to be that first opponent for the New England Patriots? It's always a great game. It could be a Super Bowl rematch. We, we have seen that before. Maybe the, the score needs to be settled on Thursday night in the opener against Seattle. Maybe it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, who's an up-and-coming team in the AFC. Or maybe it's somebody else. It's got to be a big game. It's got to be a big game. Sure. So got to be. If it's not that, maybe it's Andrew Luck in a rematch of the deflate game. It's going to be interesting, Mike, to find out who they pair. I love you, man. It's good to talk to you. Glad hey, to love you too, Bob. Red versus Blue, Thanks, we'll Chris. see you guys next week. Make sure you go to scoutfantasy.com. Use the promo code REDBLUE3. It'll give you four months for the price of one. It'll give you everything we got. And uh, start playing that DFS action uh, to get you ready for football next year. See you next week. See you all.